0: Hello and welcome to the one-stop co-op shop podcast, your one-stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more shelf stories. Yo, my people, what's up? Welcome to shelf stories, the channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. And also welcome to the one-stop co-op shop podcast. My name is Jason. Thank you so, so much for stopping by. Uh, I have one friend this week. I know I've been like crowding in the people, but this week uh, uh, I have joined by a gentleman. He is from across the pond relative to where I am in Connecticut, uh, USA. Uh, This man is across the pond. He has a YouTube channel called Not Board Gaming. Uh, He is Mark Dainty. Welcome to the show,
1: Mark. Jason, thank you for having me on the show. Really looking forward to, uh, to our chat here. And yes, I'm from way across the pond and we're on different time zones, but you know, we all enjoy the same love of board gaming.
0: We make it work, baby. We make <laughs> it work. <laughs> I'm here at like eight o'clock in the morning. Like, <sighs> to make, me up all night.
1: I want to make sure I'm the only guest on this week. Is that because nobody else wanted to appear on the show because I'm here? Uh, is that the reason? <laughs>
0: hard to find people who have played the two games that we uh, okay. are talking about I mean, you you can there's a couple of them out there but you know yeah. people that are willing to come on and be like okay let's break it down we're gonna break it down uh so we are gonna talk about two big honking adventure games that have come out over the last year right at the end of the year to kind of save yeah. 2020 <laughs> To, you know, like, give us uh, something to think about because this year has been very, very difficult. Uh, but the two games we're going to talk about and compare and contrast, they're not that similar, but they're similar in the sense that they're big honking games. Yeah. Uh, full of adventure. We're talking about Author Quest, which is from the Sadler Brothers uh, from Blacklist Games and Etherfields, Etherfields, Etherfield, something, uh, from uh, Mikhail Orash and Awakened Realms. Yeah. So, um, you have covered both of these games in your channel, is that correct? I've done an
1: unboxing so far for AlterQuest. I'm kind of savoring my time in it for the review, uh, but I have com- yes, let it, oh, yeah. let it let it simmer, let <laughs> it simmer, my friend, <laughs> like a like a like a good chili. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, whereas was uh, Etherfields? Uh, yeah, I, I've I've covered. Uh, I've done a fairly in-depth review of of, of Etherfields so far in my first kind of eighteen hours in the game.
0: So I mean, these games aren't natural cousins. I think Ultima Quest is more of a kind of dungeon crawly hack uh, yeah. and slash, and Etherfield is more of an open adventure game. Yeah, yeah. But they're big and they're honking and they're full of minis. And I think like people see them both and they're wondering which one should I buy. Yeah. So like that's really what it comes down to. It's like you know answering that question. It's like okay, I have some money uh, coming in for Christmas. Which one of these am I going to pick up? So we're going to uh, break that down. Uh, for you a little bit we're gonna kind of talk about like you know Ether, fields, and Alterquests and really blow it out uh, we yeah. got a lot of time so <laughs> and if you do watch Mark's videos oh you'll need God. it <laughs> 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 I like to talk <laughs> yeah, speaking of, so before we get to that, let's get to some promo. Uh, so Not Board Gaming, uh, go ahead and break down a little bit of what you would, what someone would expect when they subscribe to your channel. Okay, so Not Board Gaming
1: is a uh, YouTube channel based on solo and soloable board games. And generally what I tend to do is go a little bit in depth. So my reviews tend to be long form. I know a lot of people like short and snappy five, 10, 15 minute reviews. And it's not unheard of for my reviews to be anywhere between 40 and 60 minutes. And generally what I'm doing is not just a review, the re- the kind of final thoughts come at the back end of the video. So generally, there's going to be a timestamp on there, or if not, if you kind of skip to kind of the final 10 or 15 minutes, you'll get to the, you'll get to the final thoughts stage. But what I tend to do is show an overview of the game, how the game plays, uh, maybe do a round of the game, but just to give you an, intro- an an idea of kind of the mechanisms involved in the game, because I think having that balance, it's okay kind of getting somebody's thoughts on how a game plays. But I think to have seen it in action first and then have the thoughts afterwards kind of marries up for some people. So it is long form reviews, absolutely. There are some smaller ones on there. My um, Lockboard Gaming Park size stuff that I do, uh, which tends to be around about the 15, 20 minute mark. Um, And also kind of Kickstarter previews, unboxings, interviews, all that kind of thing as well.
0: Cool. All right. So that is not gaming. You are at shelf stories. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, like this video. Um, and if you're on the one-stop co-op shop, go check out all the places uh, that we are present. Uh, we have a discord channel where, which you can uh, link to in the show notes. Uh, you can go visit our discord channel. You can go to our Twitch channel, brand new, um, you know, uh, live streams and everything. Uh, and this channel, which is a sister channel. And I put the podcast version on the one-stop co-op shop please go ahead and subscribe to everything. (laughs) (laughs) But let us get into it. So we're going to break it down into four main categories uh, of comparison. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about just access. We're going to talk about rule set. We're going to talk about kind of this ease of entry into play, tutorial mission, Uh, how easy is it? and How pleasurable is it to get into either game? Yeah. Um, so let's start with Alter Quest. Actually, I'll okay. kind of I'll go back and forth. So, how does Alter Quest uh, present you in terms of rulebook and easing you into the game?
1: Ah, it's 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 uh, for quest. I've gotta say it would probably have been the same sigh for ether fields as well. So um <laughs> yeah, okay, I, so I, both
0: uh, of these yeah. have earned a sigh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's our rating scale. Like how deep <laughs> is the <this> sigh? <side? laughs> And I think
1: that Quest does get one because it feels like the Saddlers, you know. And I, I love the Blacklist game stuff. And, and as we talk about AlterQuest, you'll see that I do like the game without bearing the lead too much there. Sure. But the rule book and the kind of implementation of getting people into AlterQuest, if you've never played a Saddler game or a modular deck system yes. game before, it's difficult because, unfortunately, and it's, it seems to be the it's, it's becoming not a running theme, but it's becoming prevalent in the Blacklist games. Uh, games now that the rule books aren't their best. There are too many edge cases in the rule books. It doesn't take you far enough down the journey. It doesn't explain enough. There's, it needs an index at the back. Where is uh, the index?
0: Where, where is, is the, the index? Give me something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Comprehensive player aid, not just for the turn sequence, but for all the, or not all yeah. of them, but like for all for the key things that I need to know. I, hey,
1: ah. don't, give me, don't give me one card with some information on it, you know, and, and okay, maybe right. rue the information that's missing on there. But I think, More so than, not more so, but uh, what's becoming more and more apparent in all the Blacklist games is that it would really benefit from a full turn playthrough, or at least 2 turn playthrough, just taking you, right, here's what you're going to do, here's the cards you need, here's your starter deck, here's your characters you're going to choose, here's the bad guys you're going to choose, and we can do this turn by turn to get you used to what happens, because there are a lot of moving parts in Alter Quest, and it's, it feels initially overwhelming if you've never played uh, a Saddler game before, or an MDS really? game before, it feels overwhelming once you move into the flow of it, it moves you know, really quite smoothly and quite well. And, and fortunately, I should imagine like yourself, Jason, I've played quite a few blacklist games before. So coming well, I, into all, I have Alter them, Quest, they're, right there. they're right there. There we go. <laughs> Street Masters, one of my all-time favourite games. You know, it's, it's still in my top five. Uh, Brook City, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably in my top 20 of games. Um, and I'm looking forward to the new one. So I love the Sadler's games, I love Blacklist games, I love the modular deck system. I don't love the rule book. Uh, And if you're coming into it for the first time, you haven't played it before,
0: it's a challenge to get in
1: there. Would you say the same thing?
0: I would say, so actually, let's, let's, we'll compare it to Etherfields now, just to kind of like oh, okay. lay the land, right? So, like, yeah. Etherfields, uh, we, we side for both, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. But, I'll, I'll, I'll... Oh. Uh... It's a deeper side for Etherfields for a different reason. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for different reasons. For different yeah. reasons. I think, like, so I think the Alter Quest is hard to get into because the game is really complex. Like, it, it, okay, not really complex, but, like, there's a lot of, like, every Sadler Brothers game, they, they, They refuse to release a card with no text. Yeah. Every card, every element has some sort of text, has some sort of rule. Uh, I mean, you know, like the – so, like, I mean, when you go through the adventure, um, you you have to kind of open up rooms, right? So, like, you're doing the hero quest thing, you're opening up rooms, you get a, a, a furniture piece. And then the furniture piece has rules, (laughs) and then the the monsters that come out the monsters all act differently and act they don't act differently in like a general way each particular monster has rules so then i think like even like i because i mean it was much it was so helpful to have played the previous blacklist games yeah um even there though i'm still looking in the rule book right yeah i'm absolutely. still looking in the yeah. book and i'm still not i'm still figuring out like little edge cases still figuring out the interaction of the alter dive When can i change the author what's the order of operation yep. when do things kind of like fire off and everything god you know that errata is open <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was not well the errata and the faqs all that stuff is like i'm you know I'm looking at Board Game geek. Um that's true for Alter Quests. I, I think that's a little bit of a, a rough patch there. When um, we compare it to Ether Eitherfield. so fields, I feel like is a simpler rule set, but a higher barrier to get in. Yeah, does that make? Is that is that fair?
1: I would say that's that's totally fair. And I think because um, Alter Quest feels almost intuitive once you start playing it, there's a very set sequence of events that you go through. It's sequential, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly right. And where with Etherfields, I think th- the issue being is that as In AlterQuest, although it doesn't necessarily ease you into the play, Etherfields kind of doesn't ease you in at all. It does have a tutorial, but to get through that tutorial, you have to have read a a rulebook first, which doesn't necessarily make sense unless you played the tutorial. Uh, So what you end up doing is using reading a bit of the rulebook, jumping into the tutorial, going back to the rulebook, going back to the tutorial, and it does not flow. And unfortunately, and and a lot of the uh, the kind of discussion online is about the rulebook, is it's not a great rule book in Etherfields. The information is all there, but it's all been jumbled up in this this kind of horrible melange of things. And I think that the barrier to entry in Etherfields is greater than it is in um, in Alterquest because the game feels bigger. So therefore, you feel like you need to know more before you go into the world of Etherfields.
0: Mm-hmm. Although, what I will say is, so Etherfields, I, I almost I feel the exact opposite that you do in a sense of like, okay, there's that first set, there's that game setup thing, and then like they, they then the campaign setup, and then they go and select like the main rules. I almost want people to say, like, stop right there and play the tutorial without the rulebook. Because I think the rulebook introduces a whole bunch of rules, and playing the tutorial is like, okay, where does this rule come up? What does this rule come up? It's almost like you know too much, and you yeah. almost kind of want to go through the tutorial, and maybe this was the intended way, of like, do the tutorial first and then read the rulebook yeah but pe- players don 't do that, and the rule book doesn 't tell you to do that, yeah. so that effect that you were talking about rule book to game rule book game rule book game it almost comes from the fact that i 've read the rule book first, and i 'm trying to fit in what i 've learned, okay, when can I roll yeah. luck dice, and when can I do this, and when can I do that and it doesn't give you it doesn 't give you enough of that like um, like rampant, so like yeah. you know like you go to a, a fantasy fight game, uh, they have the, the learn to play they 're like, okay yeah, absolutely. do not read the rest of the stuff, yeah, move to the learn to play and just kind of go from there. And I almost felt like the game wanted, should have done that in yeah. a way. Yeah. Not that I'm, you know, not that I think that the learn to play model is the the, the key, but like just for, if you're gonna do a tutorial. Yeah. If you're gonna do a, okay, play the game first and here's 60% of the rules go that direction don't just like you know kind of present that in a muddle so to speak yeah
1: and I think I see how you get to the tutorial through reading the rule book it's, it's kind of hidden away in one corner of it as well yeah. so you've got to go through all the main mechanics as well in either fields to to get to the tutorial and I think you're absolutely right it needed that separation it needed you to maybe play a tutorial mission twice to understand the core mechanics before you get into the rule I love rule books when I get a new game one of my key things is to open the box not even look at the components get the rule book out and sit there for a couple of hours reading the rule book from cover to cover oh my God, and I did that with Etherfields, fields oh. and I, I kept stopping that and starting again terrible. and stopping and starting again and just thinking. You know, I, 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 I kind of digest Lacerda rule books for breakfast. You know, I, I read through those, and I think I've got a pretty good idea on how that wow. game's going to go. Um, I'm going to have but... to call you up whenever I have a rulebook difficulty, man, because <laughs> that's
0: the that, that worst part of the game for me.
1: I love oh. it. I absolutely adore it. But with Etherfields, it was just a chore to get through. And that's a real problem, that I think, for a lot of people. Once you get past it, m- mechanisms they're easy they play absolutely fine uh, you will know what to do in the main and the game will add additional rules as you go on and some of them you will mess up and some of them you will get right but eventually you know, you're know, you playing the game that you want to there and same with Alter Quest but getting to that stage, getting to a stage of comfort, which should be the primary aim for any board game is getting you to a stage of comfort right. for your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not about preventing you from playing the game. It's about easing you into that and giving you enough information to think I'm playing this comfortably and I know roughly what I'm doing. Right. Etherfields and Alterquest both kind of missed the mark on that.
0: Right, for, for, and I think for a slightly different reason, I hope we were able to break down kind of how they played out differently, but lead you to that same point of, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> okay, so I—I uh, I, so let's not. So, um, let us get to something that's a little bit happier, mm-hmm. uh, which is the overall world, right? Yeah. So they both prevent very different worlds. So Etherfields is a dream world, right? Yeah. Uh, and Etherfields is is kind of inspired by gothic gothic fairy tales, European kind of style. Um, and you're doing these kind of disconnected dreams uh yeah. and you know as you kind of moving through alter quest is more of that classic you know here are your standard classes here's your healer here's your paladin here's your rogue uh and it's very very kind of like generic and is, it, okay actually i say that word generic is that fair for alter quest
1: uh, i think yeah and it's both its strength and its weakness at the same time um, because I think through having this kind of bog standard ju- dungeon, if you like bog standard, it's not. Uh, but a static map dungeon without any real backstory. Yes, there are the campaigns and blah blah, but you know you can play a. It, it is a series of one shots. Um, it does one of two things. First of all, you have to build your own world around that. It doesn't spoon feed you the information. So if I'm picking, I don't know a particular hero with particular bad guys uh, as a one shot campaign, I've got to make the story up for myself. Why is you know why is the I don't know uh, th- this particular character journey through this dungeon to fight these bad guys. Whereas with Etherfields, its it's real strong point is this kind of, this world building that it does, this this constantly changing world building that it does for you. A series of disconnected adventures, admittedly, but the world it builds for you in each adventure is very, very strong. So I would say kind of thematically wise, in terms of uh, uh, providing a unique, theme then Etherfields absolutely edges Alterquest on that but that's not to say that the theme is lacking in Alterquest you just got to go into it knowing what it is and what it is is (laughs) it's almost the epitome of dungeon crawling it is you're in a dungeon you're unearthing rooms you're fighting bad guys you're getting treasures you're getting to an objective and that's it and if you go into that knowing that you can create some of your own wonderful stories in that world
0: Mm -hmm. I think that classic fantasy is very comforting to people Right. Yeah. So if you want if you're a person that wants to that's looking for that familiarity, that comfort, like you know, like Terranoth, the the fantasy flight world, uh, you know, I, I am I am not moved by that world at all, but I yeah. know people that are like, oh, I love seeking in tearing It's so easy to remember. And I get to deal with the characters. Some of them recur from the, from the different games. You can kind of see the same shopkeeper and different. And it's, I'm like, I'm thinking about, this is this is <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> but so I think like, you know, so it depends on your, your flavor in terms of like, you know, if you want that, that, that familiar, comfortable kind of thing with some wrinkles. I mean, they're like, I think Brady's a writer. Uh, and you know they they have written lore for this thing and they aren't yeah. campaigns uh so you can go into the you know the the like the, mo- the main module the ruins of arc read through an actual adventure do it six times and like you can have a, a romp yeah um, absolutely if yeah. you want more of you know let's some take some risk taking if you want like a, a totally different uh feel uh, and I think, I think like, you know, and in this case, mechanism kind of matches up with um, story in both areas. So, like, you know, you get six adventures strung together. And, the, yeah. and that's a very familiar art thing. In either fields, you get <laughs> however many. Yeah. You get however many, and, and they, they occur randomly. So I feel like it just it depends on what your flavor is. But yeah. I think they both deliver well what they're trying to do.
1: I agree. I agree. And I think, as I say, you've got to go into them both with a sense of knowing what you're going into. Don't go into Fields expecting a really strong narrative like you got in Tainted Grail. It's a completely different environment. It's a different world. It operates in a different way. You've got this disconnection from one dream to another with a slightly kind of arching storyline, but many branching narratives. The the world within um, uh, uh, Quest is as you say you know you got the main campaign in the main box and then the ruins of Arkanspire, but they are set camp set missions that you 're playing in each campaign if you like now I suppose you could mix and match up the bad guys that you 're putting in there it doesn 't really matter um, but again, go into it knowing that that you know it's uh, you're going to create there is a mild narrative that 's been created in the campaign books in in alter Quest. It is it is mild as well, the narrative. It really is just a linking storyline with, you know, it should give you an excuse to move from one to the next and add some cards or take some cards away. But again, go into that, because sometimes we don't always need these huge, complex campaigns. You know, right. we don't always need to be knee-deep in a 50-hour campaign of, I don't know, of Gloomhaven or of Tainted Grail or of Etherfields Sometimes, you know, with the alterquest six games it 's probably you know, over a couple of days, two or three days, you could do that campaign and have a cracking time doing it, mm-hmm. play it again another time, and have a slightly different journey because of how you 're fare in each in each particular, uh, uh, each particular setup so yeah, going there aware of, 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 right. of both the strengths of each and, uh, and the negatives of
0: each one to some people this might be a grievous insult some people this might sound great, but alter theme is almost like NCIS for fantasy. Or like some very familiar (laughs) CBS show that you just know you're going to get, and it says, "How do you execute where you're going to get?" There's nothing wrong with
1: that. There is nothing wrong with that as well. We need that kind of stuff in our life, yeah. So, and
0: Etherfield is more going for like prestige cable drama. So,
1: (laughs) oh, absolutely, something some high-end HBO stuff going on with Etherfields, basically. So, yeah, (laughs) something that should have been
0: cancelled after two seasons, though. (laughs) Who (laughs) knows? And that goes on eight seasons, but, like, it has, like, his core viewership. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, like, yeah. that, that show's still on. <laughs> yeah. How he long did last? Ethan
1: Fields is, like, lost the board game.
0: Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's still going on? Season what? Season yeah. six? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, let us get to a uh, player side. Right? Okay. So, I, I think people, like, we're, ta- we're talking, like, deck play. Yeah. We're talking card play. Yeah. And, and. It's, it's, I think both games offer its version of kind of relatively complex, like involved card play. Like, this isn't descent where you have like one board, two upgrades, and then like a bunch of dice. Like, you, you, a lot of like both of these games in their own way trade on how, like, you know, wanting you to be clever with your cards. Yeah. Right. Um, so they do it differently. So, like, Etherfields is a deck builder-ish thing. We, uh, we talked about it in a, in a Dice Tower review, but, like, it's not... Uh, calling it a deck builder is kind of a misnomer. It's more of a, yeah. a, a deck-evolving thing. You get a couple yeah. of cards in, and you kind of have to, you know, uh, do re- uh, manage whatever sm- smaller increases of in resources. Yeah. Uh, and it, and the, 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 the upgrading happens over a much longer period of time. Yeah. Uh, and it's much slower, and you get, like, little powers on the side. Alter Quest, because it's so punchy, uh, wants to, okay, you get your, your modular deck system, your fixed deck, which you know, I'm a big fan of. But as opposed to the previous Blacklist games, here you start with like ongoing cards, ongoing cards, your equipment cards, yeah. right away. yeah right? And then you're playing your mostly one shots and like other things off of that. Um, so Alter Quest, let's go Alter Quest first because it starts off pretty complex, I, if you haven't played a blacklist game before, yeah. you're going to look at this layout and go, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you had that experience. You've played all, you've played blacklist games before black. I almost like put myself in a, a brain space of somebody. Like if I, I'm like, thank God I've played a blacklist exactly. game before.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, Alterquest, if, if I separate Alterquest from uh, Street, uh, Street Masters, Street Masters, I only ever play one fighter. So I, I enjoy a solo, a true solo challenge. Excuse me, in Street Masters, I've not done true solo in Alter Quest. I played two characters, and so for therefore my my kind of card layout area is huge on my de- on my deck oh because I'm my on my desk because so there are huge. so many cards to put out. It's going around my game table, all you know, my cards, the buddy deck, and the the altar deck, etc., all going around there. But. What it does allow you to do is really start, as, you, as your game progresses and your, your, kind of, your play area gets a little bit stronger and you've got more cards out in there, it allows you to string together some really, really good combos. And I can be, you know, towards the back end of, the, of a particular quest... Uh, because you get three main actions that you can do in Alter Quest, and then there are, you know, each turn is a, is a main action, and um, uh, you can do a number of free actions, so to speak, in between kind of these lightning actions, if you like, by um, uh, uh, by stringing certain cards together. So, you know, if you tip it one way or you, you do a particular thing, it adds, it adds a dice to your roll. By the towards the back end of my game in Alter Quest, I can string together some really, really good combos depending on what cards I've got there. And I really like that idea. As I'm first going to the dungeon, I'm kind of eh, not weak, you know, my character has its own inherent strengths and its own items, but, um, but yeah, not at full potential. By the back end of the game, so the kind of the final quarter of the game, I've got a good play area of cards where I can really start to work these combos together. And that comes from a knowledge of the game. It comes from a knowledge of uh, the other decks that you've got and kind of strategizing your play in terms of the baddies, what they're going to do and the, the altar deck, what, what that's going to do. But also from a knowledge of how the MDS system works as well. So the more you play it, the more you become adept at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Etherfield, yeah. yeah. not so much, I don't think.
0: So Etherfield is um, <clears throat> so it's an exploration game, so it shouldn't be as complex. Yeah. Right? I think, like, in a rock'em sock'em game like Alter Quest, you want that combo liciousness. You want, like, you know, the I move 17 spaces this turn and I kind of shoot off three arrows and, you know, I, I take out. You want that kind of like, you know, that Nova yeah. end. Uh, so either of you is going it's, it's to be much more stripped down experience where you have your, your deck and, you're, like I said before, your deck doesn't grow very far and the cards don't really combo. No. You know, like most of the time you're going to be using the cards for their resource. And like, okay, I have cards. And it's like, you know, whatever the bottom says, I want to do the bottom, but like I need the resources. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like, it's it's much more about like, okay, the cards are almost like a delivery system for you to get into the adventure. Yeah. And they don't want to distract from that
1: exactly and i think that's what they are is they are a they're a progression mechanism that's 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 exactly what they are so you use the cards to in ether fields to move to uh do contact or do um uh, assault basically or combat shall i say and that's it so you're either moving you're looking at new stuff or you're you're attacking somebody there is the progress cards that you can pull out of your deck and put below your player board as well um in ether fields which does give you then that element of Slight comboing, if you like. Yeah, so I can, you know, use this card to move extra spaces or add additional hits or move diagonally or what have you. Uh, But yeah, um, they are very much, uh, yeah, they they operate in a very, very different way. Mm -hmm. I think the thing with potentially with. uh, fields is the other stuff that you can potentially add to your card. So as you get more items, you can use the items uh, in fields. There are certain cards that are only, if you get them, you can only use them on certain dreams at certain times as well. So it's understanding how the decks interplay in fields mm-hmm. uh, And I think that's kind of the key thing. Whereas in Alterquest, you're understanding, you know, your main bit about comboing your particular deck, and then you'll move on to the Bad Guys deck, or you'll move on to the Alterquest, uh, the Alter Great. deck yeah so uh, interestingly
0: interesting you mentioned that I did, I did want to mention that as well that like so i mean the two different games are trying to do different things the only reason we're reviewing together is because they came out at the same time and people yeah. are asking <laughs> which one should i buy uh so it's a little bit apples and oranges but whatever we'll, we'll do the best we can um in alter quest do you find that you are spending too like not too much but do you spend a majority of your brain space in your player area like it's you know you see what i'm saying it's like you know like Etherfields wants you to spend the majority of your brain space on the board yeah. and like looking at the things and I, and in the the, the storybook uh alter quest want does want to it's not, it doesn't want you to ignore the board it does it want like it, it wants you to pay attention to the authors and the, the geometry of the board and everything but yeah. like, i feel like so much of the game occurs in your player area and just executing and loading the gun and firing it and whatever uh that like maybe is that is it too much so to speak Um,
1: maybe. I think it it pulls a, not a master stroke, but it pulls a good stroke in the fact that at the end of your turn, before you move on to the other decks, you draw the next card out for your hand that you can then use on your next turn. So you can start planning, you know, uh, by having this full hand of four or five cards, whatever it is, at the end of your turn when you draw back up to your hand size. Uh, you've still got the the creature deck, the, the the enemy deck, and the altar deck to go through, and you can start at least planning for that that new card that you've just drawn out, or those new cards that you've just drawn out. How you're going to interplay, depending on what happens on there. But so yeah, I think it it potentially does and a lot of it does take down down there. The, the board is well, it is necessary, absolutely it's necessary, not just for flavour, but your progress etc that's on there. Uh, but you're not with Ether Fields, you are you go into a particular place on the board maybe it's got an icon on there to uncover some text in the in the in the kind of secret scripts book so you're right you're very much focused on that in alter if i'm moving towards a bad guy or moving towards a particular feature in a room then absolutely right it's coming on the back of what i've got in my hat is it right time for me to be moving on that board based on what i've got in my play area based so saying, on yeah. what i
0: got in my play area exactly. yeah,
1: yeah yes yeah
0: like you don't i don't do think it's anything, too much you don't do anything <laughs> in AlterQuest without consulting your play area
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> I don't do anything in life without being cons- uh, consulting my wife. The play area is my wife, basically. So <laughs> She deserves what I
0: can do and when I can do it. <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> You've met her. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, again, two different experiences, and it's a question of which one you prefer. Yeah. Um, there so... isn't a
1: right and wrong way of, of doing it, I don't think. Right. And, and both of them are very good strengths in both games, I think. You know, um, I, I think it's, it's important to do that, uh, to kind of clarify that, is that playing your player in your play area in the Quest is not a bad thing. It's just a different way of playing the game, basically, whereas with Etherfields, as you say, it's very much on the board. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, so then let us go to what people think, consider to be the, uh, uh the main show which is kind of the board mechanisms and you know how you actually accomplish adventures on a mechanical level and yeah. success and failure and victory and all that kind of thing um so again you know these are these are they're trying to accomplish two different things uh alter quest is Rockum Sockem. i mean you can definitely see uh, have you played a lot of the lord lord of the rings uh card game uh not the card game no i not played journeys in middle earth but not the card game okay. yep. uh so the, you can and jersey most is kind of the same way like it it definitely in the sense of like there's a a push to not spend too much time yeah like if you're if you like the, every round has to be some sort of progress towards something and if it isn't yeah. like movement progress at least you're gearing up like the, you don't have a lot of time to dilly dally In a game of Alter Quest, like, you know, because you have your generally like kind of 10 card enemy turn. And then once the 10 card uh, enemy turn is done, then you got the big guy. And that's big bads out there. Yeah. Uh, Or like the like some of the missions in Alter Quest will are like, okay, like an escort quest or something will happen where it's like, okay, you have to this has to happen. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, like the Lord of the Rings games uh, tend to use that at least like a threat meter. Yeah. So it's like a, a random number on the top, which I never liked. I never liked just having, like, okay, you are now 75, and, you know, this is the, the build reacts that way. The, it's the Alter Quest hides it a little better, but it still okay. definitely has, gives you that push. You must finish this. Yeah. Um. Al- although I will say Ether kind of does the same thing because the turn deck is limited too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So both yeah.
0: ways the game is pushing you towards something, so they're not true. You can't just kind of like, meander and explore yeah do so at your own peril so to speak is that is that fair
1: yeah i would say so and i think you know most good games to keep it tight to stop it from uh being too too sprawling and 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 losing focus there has to be a timer mechanism
0: is it Uh, too tight is it too much
1: well i think uh in alter quest there are some challenging missions absolutely Uh, i don't mind it so much i think the downside from that is there's no end game, there's no big end game in Alter Quest. You kind of just finish a mission and that's it. And that's the problem with having a timer rather than having, say, a set, right, you're going to, you know, you're mm-hmm. absolutely going to battle, you know, the big bad at the end of this game. You can absolutely, and I've done it on many of my Alter Quest missions, get through the mission and not uh, activate the big bad. So the game just ends. And that is a little bit of a thing. I'm working on a timer. The same it happens when you hit the, hit the stairs, basically. Hit the stairs, basically. You've done your objective and you go back to the stairs and then that's it. And you can do that without activating the big bad. Um, Etherfields, there is the turn deck. So every time you finish and uh, uh, every time you t- you finish a, uh, a- the a dream. AI's turn, if you like, or in between your turn, the, the, the bad guys do something and then you, you get another card and there's only so many cards per, per round. At the end of that, there is a slight... There's the, there's the ability for fields to change what happens when you get to the end of the turn deck. So it will say, if you run out of cards and go to this particular script here, and it may be the end of that particular dream and you've got to revisit it or it may give you a branching narrative. That's kind of cool there. But yeah, uh, I think both of them still miss kind of... Um, the big end to a particular mission at the same time. And I really like that in a game. And that for me, for Brook City, was one of the, the kind of overarching things. You know, it's got this really good kind of 80s buddy cop feel in Brook City. But at the end of any 80s buddy cop, there was a big show-off with the bad guy. And that's right. what was missing from Brook City. Slightly missing from Alter Quest, although it can be triggered with a big bad coming on the board. And in some dreams in Ether Fields, it's the same thing. So if you don't mind a game on a timer mechanism, that's fine. But they could they could have a stronger end game for both 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 titles.
0: It's almost a trade-off, right? Like if either you have that timer mechanism which is kinda of like encouraging the push, and they both want to do it for different ways. Like Etherfields yeah. wants you to want you to get through dreams so that you can get through more dreams. Yeah. There's a lot of them in there. <laughs> so it's like yeah. <laughs> I don't know, there's a lot of dreams in there. So like they really want you to go dream, 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 you know, over the course of multiple plays, but they don't want you to like have that culminating experience because they take time. Yeah, because you have to build up to it. You have to gear up for it. You have to, you know, like uh, maybe you have to do some scouting missions or get to know it or whatever it is. And that all takes time. So, Etherville is trying to get you from one dream to the other alter quest i know like brady and adam they don't they don't like these big campaign games yeah you know like they weren't huge fans of gloomhaven i had them on my show they we ranked top 10 fantasy games gloomhaven did not make their list (laughs) because it's too big and too long and other things um so they want they said they like games that are kind of punchy and it's like okay six missions and out then you're you're good that's it yeah um is it are they missing something is it is it like did you like you said before, like, you know, did you, were you missing, were you craving that experience of kind of taking down a big bad,
1: you know? Uh, and, and, and this is it. I suppose you've got to be careful what you wish for is at the end of the day, uh, Alterquest is dungeon crawling in almost its purest form. Uh, and therefore, if I don't get the big bad experience, that's also coming to the fact that it stripped out a lot of other extraneous stuff. So I'm kind of with Brady and Adam on Gloomhaven. It's not one of my favorite games. I've, I've got it. I've got Jaws of the Lion and I play a few scenarios and I get inherently bored by the end of two or three scenarios. It's like, I've lost interest now, you know, card play, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, Quest strips out a lot of that extraneous narrative and gives you almost a video game in a board game form. So therefore, if it doesn't have the big bad or necessarily have the big bad in every mission, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, no game is perfect. And if you're looking for a wish list, then yeah, I would still like a big end game in each one uh, at the end of each mission. But if it's not there, that's okay because ultimately, every game of Alter Quest that I've had, and whether that's I've died in the second room or I got to the end of the mission, I've had an absolute blast playing through that kind of a, that, 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 uh, that particular mission. So, yeah, in an ideal world, I'd like the opportunity to have a big bad. It's not the end of the world for me, though.
0: Okay. Uh, also, another thing that both games do again in different ways, but they do both do this is the sense of discovery. Yeah. So, um, Alter Quest it comes in the form of you open up a room, and you get the 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 altar piece. You know, yeah. like you get a bookshelf or you get a, I don't know, garbage heap. I mean, there's all sorts of like Delicious. different random things. <laughs> yeah. And then in Ether Fields, you can get anything. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know you can get you know uh, a room full of like things to explore you can get a room full of clues to discover for something yeah. you can get a big bag or you can get nothing you can get a big empty room uh, uh and and you kind of like okay you're you're like am i missing something so like it really puts you in that kind of like you know wondering headspace like what uh, and it's like wow anything could happen where alter quest you kind of know what you're getting yeah you know you're gonna get a, a room piece. You know you're gonna yeah. get, and, and that room piece is gonna have a rule attached to it, which, come on guys. <laughs> not every, not every the furniture piece needs like its own rule. Yeah. Um, and then its own other like card, like, okay, attach this one to the rule set or anything like that. But anyway, we can talk about that later. So <laughs> how did you feel like the both games, uh, like delivered that sense of discovery?
1: So I think, um, I'll talk about Quest first. There is a There are a finite number of features that you're going to uncover. And depending on whether you've just got the base game or you've got the stretch goals and the runes of Ark and Spire, um, you will then get the opportunity to, to add more into there. So it may not just be a bookcase that you get in kind of in every adventure. It may be, I don't know, a cage or something along those lines. So the right. more that you have, the more that you can uncover. But... Ultimately, it's always going to be the same feature that you're uncovering, you know, within a, 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 the same sets of features that you're going to uncover there. And you're right, those cards that you then attach to it, that come from your quest deck, they give it a slightly different spin. But it's still, it's right. repeating the same thing over and over again. Whereas with Etherfields, because there are no real physical assets like that, the only physical assets are the, 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 the minis, if you like. And even those can be, the, well, the proxy, even if you've got the minis, you proxy some minis for, for other things in the game as well. Etherfields, that sense of, wow, what am I going to uncover in, in this stream is stronger than it is in Alterquest, absolutely. The sense of not knowing is absolutely strong, you know, mm-hmm. very, very strong in Etherfields. Not, again, we go back to it, not every time it's successful. Uh, sometimes you're led on a bit of a, a kind of a, a red herring towards a particular dead end, and you think, oh God, I've got to play that dream again. Uh, but sometimes you, you get something, you think, God, that's really very cool, like a new mask, or or maybe you you there's a, a pack of cards that you haven't been able to allow to open yet. You get to open oh, a new pack that's of cards. What that deck
0: of cards is. Yeah. I saw it when I opened it, I finally got it. <laughs> got it
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a deck of cards, or or you get uh, if you unlock the signs on there. You know, you're looking for these little tokens which have uh, uh, artwork assets on there. That if you find them, you get to read something else in the script. So the sense of kind of unknown and exploration in Etherfields is. Far greater than it is in Alter Quest, it, but it's done in a very different way in Alter Quest. I don't sure. think Alter Quest needed that extra complexity. I think you need to go into Alter Quest knowing roughly how the game plays each particular. Because as you say, there's so many rule sets that can be introduced into Alter Quest. Yeah. It's nice to have that kind of that commonality going through everything.
0: What I will say though is having played them kind of like close to each other. Yeah, and you know having I I, I played Alter Quest first. So I got it first uh, and it was like it was so exciting like you know every room is something and you know like I'm, I'm comboing things with the cars and everything and then I got to Etherfield, and like the one thing it made me want to kind of you know go back into all the quests and say why does every room have to have a thing like I would I, it, would it be the worst thing in the world to kind of like go into a room and there's not a thing yeah <laughs> just for pacing sake yeah yeah. You know, so like, I, so i I'm like going through a game of ether feels like you go, you go through that, you get that empty card or whatever it is. And like you, your, your brain almost kind of sets and you got to let the natural yeah. tension rise. What's going to happen in the next card? The next card must be, you know, something good. And then, but Alter Quest, uh, it, it's always high. It's almost like a, like a rock song that yeah. never has a, that, like with no like lull in it it's like yeah, okay, you yeah. know, chorus verse chorus bridge chorus and then we're good and it's like you know three minutes of like and i've my and i blow my head yeah. where etherfield is much more like like a i don't know like a long prog rock song where, it is it goes up movements and down yeah. and everything and I, I i kind of made me wish on the maybe because i'm, I'm I, I tend to favor exploration and i tend to favor that yeah. stuff it made me wish alter quest kind of like was more willing to kind of put in movements and take a breath a little bit rather than just kind of hit me with stuff all the time.
1: Yeah. I think that would have been nice that too. Um, to still have a relative amount of unknown and I think again uh, it's, not, it's not a bad thing if you accept it, Alterquest is potentially more procedural than Etherfields is yeah. you, you know, you're you going to move you're going to open a door, you're going to reveal the art the whatever, the, the, the feature in the room, you're going to draw a couple of bad guys cards uh, and then you're going to enter the room and you're going to fight them and do whatever and that's going to happen every single room that you enter more or less basically so it is more procedural whereas Aetherfields is yeah okay this might be, open this door but hey, it's not actually a door. What it is is a portal to the back of your brain, and whatever it gives you, these kind of, um, this kind of uh, weird kind of—you never know what you're really going to uncover in Etherfield. So the sense of exploration is greater. You're right, and I really like that analogy—the the, uh, the kind of rock song <laughs> analogy. It is, and I suppose, given the given the Saddler's kind of rock background as well, right. you can understand it. It is—it is just that kind of thumping thrash narrative mm-hmm. going all the way through. You enter AlterQuest, and your pace doesn't doesn't uh, falter at all. It never lets up. Even when yeah. you're
0: not moving, you're still playing card and you're still yeah. probably doing some damage, like and then the moving happens and it's just like there's it's yeah. like constant stuff happening.
1: But I think that on the flip side of that, I never feel like I'm stuck for something to do in Alterquest, whereas within Etherfields, mm. I can think, oh, okay, mm. uh, well, I haven't got enough uh, movement cards to do anything. I'm not near anything, therefore I've got to end my turn early. Whereas in Alterquest, there's always something to do. There's always something I can interact with and a and, and way to actually feel like I'm making progress. And whereas in Etherfields, because of how the card interplay works differently there are situations
0: where you just think i have just got to wait for the next turn and see what happens. Right. Although I kind of appreciate that in fields because it's not like you don't play the cards. Like it's not like you discard them. Right. So like you can hold on to two cards, draw your four and I have the, I have a special power up where like I had an increased hand size. So almost like the game is asking me to take a breath. Don't do too much here. Yeah. Draw more cards. And then like, you know, so like, like again, it's a sense of movement, yeah. No, it, it, I don't like, you know, the, the, the waste of turn, quote unquote, does pay off in like a better turn later where in Quest, I feel this pressure to yeah. maximize every single turn. And I'm not saying it as a, as a bad thing, right? I'm just saying like, okay, just to map out the different experiences. Yeah, what some people prefer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So then, so we can get to, okay, before I get to kind of overall stuff, is there any particular aspect of either game that you think we should cover? and I'll talk about.
1: Uh, you know, I think with all uh, sorry with Etherfields, I think the one of the key things, and we touched on it in the in the review and maybe earlier, is it's potentially a game that is too big uh, for itself, uh, and I think that is potentially um, it's it's a fault that I'm seeing more and a fault. It's a, an issue that I'm seeing more and more with the Awakened Realm stuff. So I know it was something that was sending tainted grail. It's certainly for uh, Etherfields. And it's my worry about ISS Vanguard that's coming up as well. Mm-hmm. I think Awakened Realms need to learn that less is more. Um, you know, don't give me an additional 30 hours gameplay. Get the 30 hours that you've given me right first before you mm-hmm. give it to me. Um, whereas with Alterquest, uh, I think that I love Alterquest. I think it's great.
0: I'd like to see the Saddlers do something slightly different now than the it's, MDS. It's, yeah, they, they, yeah. Said yeah. That. they have yeah. said that. They have said, like, okay, especially Adam. Uh, Brady could yeah. design MDS games the yeah. whole time, but Adam is like, can we not design an MDS game? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I think, you know, Alterquest is, 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 is not hamstrung, it's, uh, but it's also, a again, a victim of the Blacklist success in the fact that it is an iteration of a similar system that you've played before. It's not the same game, but it's an iteration. So, yeah, they both have their own kind of... Um, uh, the reasons that their production holds them back, if you like, um, with Alterquest, it's, uh, sorry, with Etherfields, it's just too big, and um, with Alterquest, maybe slightly too big uh, at the moment, or maybe not big enough for some people as well. But it still kind of fits within a familiar mold there.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't say Alterquest is too big. I, I like, you know, because you, you want different features. Like you do want more features in order to yeah. vary your gameplay. You must get an expansion for Alterquest I, I, in order to I, vary up that game. Absolutely problem yeah. is I've I got
1: everything for AlterQuest and I've got <laughs> struggling to find the shelf space for it. <laughs> <So that's, laughs> there are so many minis. Yeah, so <laughs> and all, the, all these people that are painting all the minis all the time in oh AlterQuest, I, I have no idea how somebody can go through a full set of AlterQuest and Eaterfields for that matter if you've got the creatures sure. of Eaterfields and, and paint everything. There are just so many minis, yeah.
0: That's a really great point. Uh, I didn't think of it that way, but like, you know, Awaken Realms and Blacklist do not have large catalogs. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, and they release one or two games a year. Yeah. And and they're all big. So it's like both either fields in the Wicked Realm sense and AlterQuest in the Blacklist sense are kind of like how it's almost like taking the temperature of how this company is doing, how they approach games. Are they learning lessons from previous games and implementing them later? So that the, so this this kind of this kind of easy to final thought because it kind of comes up with it. So like AlterQuest, I really do feel like does learn lessons from the previous games it it is there's a lot to track in alter quest and i think that people are gonna some people might find it too crunchy and complicated uh convoluted as a word that i've heard when it comes to alter quest it can be convoluted however i feel like the i i knowing the mind of the mds game uh i can track what's going on a lot easier yeah relative to street match street masters i felt like there was just too many cards but there's new cards every turn uh and alter quest the cards end like you the, the villain decks end and you know you stop discovering new rooms so like the new cards kind of slow down yeah and which is a lesson they learned over brook city and street masters where it's like just cards all of, throughout oh, the end game so yeah. good uh, so that's, that was that was a really good kind of like evolution of their of that thing with Etherfield's fields building on the awakened realms thing did they learn that people had a problem with taint the grail because of the grind aspect of it and that they just give you more grind <laughs>
1: ah, no they replaced the grind i think in either they
0: changed the grind but they didn't yeah. really solve the grind issue
1: no i mean they, they gamified the grind if anything on on by uh, by creating the whole slumber phase in uh in etherfield so it's it, the slumber whereas,
0: and the dream work the dream yeah dream works dream realm it's dream bad. world it, dreamscape i don't know it's one it's of them <laughs> the town, the, 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 town not, phase. the not main dream phase people.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, whereas obviously in to you intend in to you've got to get the food you've got to feed yourself you've got to keep the men heres lit between this certain thing uh, between you know for certain uh, distances and that overtook the game and what they've done in Etherfields is create the grind as a separate part of the game. They're giving you this town phase or slumber phase, but it's still a grind. Looping that map is still a grind. You know, churning through that slumber deck is still a grind. Ether, I think again, I understand why it's there in Etherfields. Um, I just wish Awaken Rounds would have done it in a different way and, and and not lost the impetus of what you're getting in those dream in in the full dreams, if you like. Yeah. So, yeah they're learning they haven't learned in terms of um in terms of bloat i don't think in awakened realms um we touched on it already but less should be definitely more for Mm -hmm. them uh and in alter quest uh blacklist haven't learned in terms of the rule book um it's yeah okay the rule book is
0: still uh, it's the overriding thing
1: yeah i think you know if you look on online at the various discussions online for both games the rule book uh, or, and, and as a barrier to entry for both of them. It's quite high on the list of, of many people's kind of, um, not grievances, but kind of people's downs uh, downs on these particular titles. If both companies had gone to, I don't know, uh, you know, an external rule book or something like Paul Grogan and, and used his talents or, or or just done something slightly differently then people would have less to complain about for both games.
0: Right. I mean, when it comes to rule books, it's not just about is it information there? Because the information is all there. It's, is it packaged in a way? Yeah. Is it um, intuitive? Does it get players over that barrier into these games? And, you know, yeah. in different ways, we can kind of question both of them. But uh, well, let's just wrap up to our uh, final thoughts now. I think that we're ready. Um, mm. I think that... I think that we both enjoyed Alter Quest for what it is a little bit more than what Etherfields is for what it is. Is that fair?
1: I would say absolutely. So I, I kind of received three games within very quick succession: uh, Etherfields, Alter Quest, and Dwellings of Eldervale. Mm. Um, uh, and out of the three, Dwellings of Eldervale, oh, sorry, uh, Etherfield, sorry, is, is probably at the, my least favorite of those three. It's not to say it's a bad game; it's a game with some deep flaws which prevent me liking the game too much. Whereas with Alter Quest. It's a blast. It is a... It's a blast. It's a blast. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's a game I set up. I know what, what's going to happen. I'm, I'm going on this journey on this this dynamic static map, if that makes sense, because it obviously it is static, but it changes each game. But I know what I'm, I'm going to experience there. It is an arcade game, if you like, Alter Quest. I, I really enjoy it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Etherfields just falters in too
0: many ways for me to actually thoroughly enjoy the experience. hmm Etherfields is the kind of game that I tend to like more. I tend to like more exploration games. I'm a role player at heart. I'm a D&D player at heart, so I like uh, different themes. I like different like things that happen. So in terms of like I like when Etherfields is good. I've had more fun, like more of a pure just wow experience in Etherfields. A because of the type of gamer I am, and B because it does some things really well when when the dreams are really humming there's a lot of extra stuff kudzu around the main experience that kind of like diminishes it ether fields for me alter quest is a romp yeah. and it is a convoluted romp yeah does it need to have four decks and does it does it need to have the alter dice and does it need to have all these different interactions um that is how the Saddlers accomplish that combo, combo, combo you were talking about, Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is the main show. So yeah. it's, I, I, it's probably hard to accomplish combo, combo, combo without all that complication. Uh, so I think it does pay off. But I, but I just wanted to f- uh, highlight for people that Quest is not without its issue. Absolutely, yeah. But its issue pays off where Etherfield's issue kind of like blankets over. Yeah, what could be the awesome experience? So at the end of the day, I think like you know if I'm gonna you know buy one, it it'll probably be Alterquest. Like just to, just you know if I if I have like hundred dollars plus in my hand, I'm like, what am I gonna spend this on? It's Christmas 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> this is oh my god, my honey's on fire. I gotta spend now. <laughs> yeah, it now. Yeah, it's probably it's ten times out of ten, it'll probably be Alter Quest. Uh, but I I, I enjoyed Fields, but Alterquest is like. I, I rated them 1, 2 in my top 10 co-ops, uh, which people have seen at this point. Right. Um, and I think if I had played more of Etherfields, Aetherfields probably would have landed a little bit further down. Okay. Uh, I mean, like on, like my 5, 6 range for the top 10. Quest would still be number one. Okay. Uh, Alterquest, like you said before, arcade romp. Yeah. And lessons learned over the previous Blacklight themes. And I love Brook City just because the theme's awesome. Yeah. But I will play Alterquest over over anything they've released so far
1: yeah and uh, for me alter quest doesn't quite top so far it doesn't quite top street masters and i know some people have issues with street masters um i I still love street masters it just gives me that pure arcade feel
0: yeah the punch Uh, it's it's a punchier it's like you go pow 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 you can like you know take out many many people where in alter quest it's a combination of how far did you move how much did you position yeah able to accomplish the quest in, in street masters there is no quest
1: it's just no it's just one shot camp one shot stories and that's great and i love right. that but out of the two of these games uh Alterquest will uh, so my list is generally top 10 solo games i played in a year rather than just top 10 uh, releases right. of a year um uh, Alterquest will be in my top 10 ether fields would possibly struggle to be in my top 20 right. um it won't be in my top 10 The the, the kind of, the hindsight on Etherfields, and I suppose this goes back to this buyer, Uh, you know, you've got your $100 in your hand. Uh, Which game would I buy? We're both, you know, fortunate, unfortunate, whichever way you want it. We've already invested the cash. We bought both games. So hindsight is absolutely great. I will say that... um, Etherfields will absolutely, absolutely work for a lot of people. And I've seen on forums, some people absolutely love it. You know, if you if you don't mind that slimmer phase then, and, and if you think the core concepts of Etherfields and watch, don't just watch one review, watch many reviews well, and yeah, many playthroughs, because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of different differing views out there. If you think you're going to enjoy those core concepts, you're going to get a lot of gain for your money and a long experience there, which is great, absolutely great. But for me, Alterquest takes it uh, by a country mile. Mm-hmm. It doesn't throw away quite as much as what Etherfields does. Etherfields promise so much and doesn't quite deliver on so many cylinders. Whereas I think going into Alterquest, if you know enough about Alterquest, it's pretty much the game that you think it's going to be, and that's great. It's just a blast. So yeah, I I, I prefer Alterquest over Etherfields. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so that is our comparison episode. Uh, big honking games, big adventure games. Uh, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, Not board gaming is the YouTube channel. Uh, go ahead and check that channel out. Uh, it's been it's a couple of years old at this point, right? Yep, two, about two, uh, about eighteen months old now. The channel, yeah, yeah, yep, and we're and it is just kind of growing and growing. The subscription count is up. The views are going up. Uh, more and more notoriety, and we're you know, uh, this is a the, we're we're a big solo family over here. Uh, you guys remember when I did every night is game night? I had a lot of solo content creators. Some of them who are not creating anymore uh, because that's just kind of the natural cycle of things. But as people come in, they are welcome on my show. They're welcome on the new show. So, Mark, we will not be strange. We'll definitely hook up in the new year. I'm really looking forward to that, Jason. Thank you very much for having me uh, on this and on the
1: Etherfields review as well. It's made my Saturday, you know what we are, uh, 10 days before Christmas now, just yes. a bit more
0: before Christmas, mm-hmm. yeah? As a we thrilling... record, we're about 10 days before Christmas. As we release, we'll be around Christmas. So we want to wish everybody out there Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate around this time. Uh, Whatever money you get, (laughs) please uh, tune in to us for our thoughts on how you should spend. (laughs) Wisely. (laughs) (laughs) This is Jason reminding you, if you can change your mind, you can change the world. So until next time, later everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast